Hey everybody. This is House of Hope podcast series, presented by Gotham and House of Hope. Today's topic is, Pastoral Exhortation on Fellowship. Our speaker today is, Pastor Sunday Adu. To God be the glory. For what he is doing in the house. I want to welcome all of us to his presence. Uh, those that are on site and those online. For those that are online, I want you to know that the same anointing that is present in this auditorium is with you where you are. I pray that as we go into the word today, the Lord will open our hearts. The spirit of faith will come upon us. I come against every spirit of distraction that robs people of God's best even in his presence. I pray that you will cooperate with God and listen attentively to what he has to say. Just like the psalmist said, I will listen. The fact that you are in the church doesn't mean that you will listen. Listening is by choice. But the psalmist says, I will listen. I want you to rehearse that to yourself. I will listen. Oh, come on, say it very well. Hi. We'll listen to God's word. Oh, Father, I thank you, oh God, for giving me the opportunity to minister to your people today. Father, I pray that you, the Lord, will speak through my vocal cord and you think through my mind, let revelation knowledge flow out freely from me without any hindrance. I pray that it will be all of you and none of me. And I pray that you will take us from where we are to where we are really supposed to be. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Everybody shout amen. Amen. First Timothy chapter 4, verse 13. First Timothy chapter 4, verse 13. Till I come, give attention to reading, to exhortation. Take note of that. To exhortation, to doctrine. Another word for doctrine is teaching. Reading, exhortation, and teaching. That's what Apostle Paul was exhorting uh, his protege, Timothy, to do. said, so as a minister, you have to do these three things. You have to read, you have to exalt, and you have to teach. So once in a while, a pastor has to assume the role of an exhorter. Right? To encourage, admonish, persuade, instigate, hodge. An appeal with a focus. It has to be with a focus. So we have had 39 messages. 39 messages. Since the beginning of this year. 39. Excluding the Sunday Bible school. And the early morning services. Excluding all those. And by his grace, we will begin the month of emphasis next Sunday, where we begin to teach on amazing grace. So I felt compelled in my spirit just to exhort you this morning as a bridge to what is to come in a particular direction 
or in particular directions rather, which are very dear to my heart. Particular directions, very, very dear to my heart in times like this. And I take my test from Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25. And by the grace of God, there's a message that, you know, uh, you will never forget in your life. Just, just to exhort you. Hebrews 10, 25. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. Take note of this statement. As is the manner of some. In other words, some people, they just do whatever they like. They come to fellowship anytime they like. If they feel like coming, they come. If they don't, they just don't come. That's their manner. That is, that is their custom. Because they don't be like that. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exalting one another. And so much the more, as you see, the day approaching. The day. There is a day approaching. There is a day approaching. From the Amplified, not forsaking or neglecting to assemble together as believers. As believers. Okay? As is the habit of some. Take note of that. But admonish, warning, urging, and encouraging one another. So, so once you exhort people, you warn them, you urge them, you encourage them. So I'm here today to warn you. I'm here today to urge you. And I'm here today to encourage you, young and old, to warn you, to urge you, and to encourage you. It doesn't matter your spiritual level. The spiritual level that you attain that you can no longer be warned is a dangerous level. The spiritual level that you attain that you can no longer be harsh is a dangerous level. The spiritual level that you attain that lifts you above encouragement a dangerous level. And all the more faithfully as you see the day approaching. So I'm going to exhort you in four dimensions today. And I'm going to get out of your way. The first one is about fellowship. Fellowship. Everybody shout fellowship. He said, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some. I want to encourage you about fellowship, our gathering together. And by fellowship, I mean gathering together physically. Physically, like this. There is always a challenge of taking things too far. If one is not discerning. Because your body adjusts to what you do consistently. If you are doing something consistently, consistently, consistently. Your body gets adjusted to that. If 
nothing is wrong, it becomes your right. For example, you know, I have two, 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 you know, garage, you know, house. I have my home where I park, my wife, our home. But anytime I pick a car, guess what? When I'm driving, where I want to, you know, I want to get to my side. Because I have done that again and again, and my body is not adjusted to that. That is, that, 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 is, that is what addiction is all about. If you're addicted to something that is wrong, eventually it becomes your right. There is also a proclivity to tend towards what is convenient over what is commanded. Listen very well. There is a proclivity to tend towards what is convenient over what is commanded. So if there is something that is commanded, if there is something that is convenient, if you are not discerning, if you are not determined, and you want your body to choose, your body will choose what is convenient over what is commanded. So we must not allow the online church to rob us of physical fellowship and commitment to worshiping and serving the Lord with others. Yeah, COVID came. Yeah, nobody expected that. But thank God for technology. Everybody shout, thank God for technology. <laughs> Come on, say that again. Thank God for Zoom. <laughs> All right? During the time, wow, we thank God because without that, we don't know what would have happened. But God used that avenue to allow his word to continue. That is temporary. It should not be permanent. But don't forget, your body, if you are not, you know, determined, will choose what is convenient when you are on your bed and you are drinking Coke? And you are in church. You are in you cross your leg. Or you are in your pajamas. And you worshiping. You cooking. And say, blessed be the name of the Lord. Your body likes that. Then for you to drive... And come. But driving here is what is commanded. And that's, you know, we have people coming up with, you know, statistics now that 33% of people will not come back to physical fellowship. Not that, not that they don't have any, you know, any, any, any obstruction, you know, they don't have anything, you know, Preventing them from coming, they just believe that that is convenient. Our gathering together is not by force, but also not by choice. If you don't come, nobody will force you. But it's not by choice. It is commanded. 
it is commanded to grow the eternal life deposited in us through fellowship with people of like minds to receive life, to receive love, and to receive light. So do not unnecessarily allow yourself to become dull by getting used to online church. Real worship is costly. I know it's costly. I know, I know, I know the price of gas now. Yeah, everybody is trying to economize. I know it's costly. Real worship is costly. Physical fellowship aids spiritual bonding. Oh, hallelujah. Just coming. Just coming here. Just to worship, not doing anything. Aids your spiritual development. Just coming out. Do you know there are some people, they, they stay indoors, they stay indoors. That's, that's, that's why we have a lot of suicide. That's why we have, we have depression going on. Because they just stay in their house. You need to get out. And fellowship with people of like minds. To receive illumination. To receive life. And to share love with one another. Oh, can I have a shout of hallelujah? hallelujah. It helps us to face the flesh headlong. And intentionally develop healthy relationships. We face the flesh headlong. How many of you know that it, it, it's possible for you to ignore fellowship if you are against somebody? Oh, yes. If you don't want to see somebody, you can choose online church. And there is a motive behind it. Because there is somebody you don't want to see. You don't know. You don't know whether you're going to be seated with that person that you don't want to see. But when, when, when we come together, we are forced to deal with the flesh. Oh, hallelujah. We face the flesh headlong. See, you cannot solve relational issue through escapism. You, you, you have an issue with somebody in the church, you leave for another church. That issue is not solved. It's waiting for you in judgment. And, 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 and people take advantage of that. Take advantage of social media to say what they cannot say before a person face to face. They know that it's faceless. I can abuse. I can say anything. I, I, I never forget this. You know, it happened many years, many years ago. You know, something happened, you know, to a lady. And, uh, I, and I said, hey, come on, see me in my office. When the lady got to my office, here, got to my office, she was before me, speechless, just stammering. 
and after 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 you know our dialogue together she said ha ah, i don't know what happened to me there's nobody i cannot face there's nobody i cannot talk to anyhow but pastor Adu, i don't know what happened to me it's as if i'm, I'm swiftless before you oh yes there is an aura and that is what we are missing that's how we are getting wild because we take advantage of darkness to shoot at the light. Because so bad, you know, husband and wife can be in the house and they'll be, they'll be, they'll be testing. Because they cannot face. They cannot face the other. You are a fool. <laughs> you are a moron. Children will write nasty something to their parents. They don't know what they cannot say face to face. Fueling the flesh. Listen, listen, listen. I want to drop this on you. Withdraw and cessation are not kingdom strategies. And when you have issue with people, then you withdraw. When you have issue with, you know, somebody in the church, you withdraw. Withdrawal is not a kingdom strategy. God said, if you have issue with somebody, what, what do you do? Go towards him. Call him. That is the kingdom strategy. The word says, escape. Isolate. But the kingdom says, you have to solve it. You have to solve it. You have to solve it. Withdrawal and cessation. From fellowship are not kingdom strategies. Fellowship and communication are fellowship. We serve it through fellowship. We serve it through communication. Too much faceless communication is not ideal in creation. Physical interaction is vital for our holistic development and mutual service. To fellowship. We have to fellowship. We have to fellowship with one another. Forget about forget about message. This is not about message now. Forget about music. That is not about music now. Just coming together. Oh, you don't know how happy I am seeing you after a week. It gladdens my heart. I jump. Oh, see my brother. I've not seen my brother in a week. I've not seen my sister in a week. If you call yourself a believer a week, two weeks, three weeks, one year, and you don't miss your brother, something is wrong. Yes. And you don't want to see your brother face to face. Your brother that he took Jesus is blood. Our fellowship is costly. It cost Jesus his blood to bring us together. Nothing should tear us apart. Oh, can I have a shout of hallelujah? Don't let denomination tear us apart. Don't let nationality drive us apart. 
Brethren, it's not a Nigerian church. It is the church of Christ. We have people from nations. Where you came from is immaterial. In Christ Jesus, your tribe is immaterial. In Christ Jesus, your education is immaterial. In Christ Jesus, your age is immaterial. That's why Apostle Paul said, I don't want to see any other thing or any other one among you except Christ. In Christ Jesus, it doesn't matter whether you are poor or you rich. The Bible says the rich and the poor fellowship together. That is the beauty. The educated and the uneducated coming together in the world is not like that. The educated flock with educated. People of the same, like we always said, ornithological specimen of the same plumage congregate in the corner of proximity. Huh? I've just heard, what I've just said is birds of the same feathers flock together. Huh? That's what I've just said. <laughs> They are like that. Like, flock with like. But in their kingdom, that is the beauty. When you see somebody who is a professor, you don't even know that he's a professor. There is a Rose Scholar here, Harvard Scholar here. But you will never hear it from his mouth. There's a medical doctor there. But it doesn't matter. We are all one. Oh, that is, the people of the world cannot understand that. Uh -uh. How can a professor be worshiping with somebody who's just a cleaner? But today, that beauty is going away. It's going away. Everybody, they come, you know, everybody, everybody, everybody. They, they, I'm, I'm a dog. I'm a dog. Yeah? That dog can dock you. <laughs> I'm this, I'm that. You know, some people, even if it's their beauty, the beauty that will take you away from the one who has given you the beauty is ugliness. <laughs> Humble yourself under the mighty hand. It doesn't matter who you are. Young and old, that is a beauty. Oh, and I love what is going on in the Sunday school where we have the young professional, you know, meeting with the adults because that beauty is going away. Church of young people and they send all the old people away. And that's why they are operating in foolishness, no wisdom. Because there is something with the old people, they have wisdom, you don't have it. Church of old people alone, and they send the young ones away. No, 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 no. We are to come together. See what is going on here. Young and old. You don't even know who is who. Hallelujah. You don't know. You don't know. You know that some people, they want you to know that they are older than you. Send <laughs> me down there. 
You don't talk to an elder like that. And there are some people, they, they are so proud that even the person that they are talking to, the person is older. Uh-huh. I was in Australia. I was in Australia. I got to this lobby, and this guy looked at me and said, um, uh, Hello, sir. Um, a young, a young, a young man, a young guy is here. Uh, somebody that... Uh, I'm just blessed. Amen. Till I see Jesus, it is how I'm going to be. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know who is who. <laughs> Some people, you are just talking to people, and you don't know, you don't know the level of education. Yeah. The person has. We come from a place where, where people celebrate titles. Architect. Savio. <laughs> Engineer, and you see, and you see, some, some, somebody who is a professor is going, I'm Mister. Mm. Who are you? Don't allow anything to tear this fellowship apart. Don't allow your education to stand in the way. Don't allow your gift to stand in the way. Don't allow your wealth to stand in the way. Don't allow your beauty to stand in your way. Don't allow your spirituality to stand in the way. Christ is all in all. He is the one we have come to serve. He is the one who has put us together. His blood bought us. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, I forgot it. Let me go back. Let me go back. It's an exhortation. It's an exhortation. It's an exhortation. The church of today is proud. And that's why we are losing the grace of God. And let me talk to parents. What you take as an option your children will take as a permanent thing in the future. I want to repeat that. What you take as an option, because the reason why God puts you and your wife together is that he desires a godly offspring. He wants you to train them in his way, not your way. And if you, because of your way, you establish your way in them against the way of the Lord, it is better that you are not born. You make them to achieve your thing against God's thing. It is better. When I read that scripture... You know, I, I, I told you that I read about judgment more than promises. God said, if you allow one of these children to go astray, it is better that you are not born. Even if you are born, that they tie a rock and throw you, so that your remains will never come up. So when I read that, when I read that, I overdid some things when my children were little. I overdid some things because I don't want to set an example. I know that I'm not feeling right. I need to rest. But 
what will my children think? They will think that going to church is optional. You can go to church anytime. Because what you are training them is, they, 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 they've had the same announcement in church. That is Bible studies. But they know that you are not working. You are not doing anything. But you are watching TV. They will keep quiet. They will keep quiet. But in the future, you have told them that it's okay. And they will do better than you in the wrong direction. I overdid a lot of things. I should not be here. This will be my second service today. 12 midnight, I was in UAE having a service with people in Dubai. I didn't sleep much, but I have to take what is commanded over what is convenient. I don't know, this is turning to another series with me. That's the issue with me. That's the issue. But I want this to sink in. And I want to say this, young people, you are, you are a teenager, and the things of God are optional. You have a long way to go. You, you don't mobilize yourself to do the thing. When you, when you are young, that is, that is when you multitask. You can do four things for the Lord at the same time. You sing in the choir, you teach, you, you evangelize, you do everything. But in your prime, you are at ease in Zion. Oh, then something is wrong. Something is wrong. Something is wrong. Something is wrong. Look at me very well. Look at me very well. Look at me very well. The reason why I'm saying this is the devil is attacking the fellowship. It's attacking the fellowship seriously. There's something, oh, no, 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 no. Online, online. And majority of the young people, they go online, 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 online. Something will happen to you that your online pastor will not deliver you. Not be able to come. Do you go to work as an option? Do you go to work when you feel like? Some of you, are you going to come? I will manage. <laughs> Because of money. But a little headache. Uh, I need to rest. No service today. And as you are resting, somebody got a 10. We need somebody. We need somebody right now. So, well, 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 as a patriotic worker, I will come. <laughs> Do you know that the Lord that we serve is seeing everything? 
we, we, we play as if we don't know, as if God needs you to tell him. He sees everything. We read last week that light and darkness, they are the same with him. The enemy is attacking fellowship because he knows that that is a command. It's a command. Why are you not coming regularly? You come one week, you don't come the other week. You come one week, two weeks you don't come. You, you just choose, you just choose when you want to. The Bible says that the church of the apostles, they fellowship daily, even weekly. You are still doing it. But they fellowship daily. As you grow in the Lord, you must grow in your spiritual development. You must grow in maturity. You must grow in your priorities. The coming before the Lord is not an option for us. It is commanded. I'm going to end here. I'm going to end here. And, and the, the people in media, you, you know, you know, we are together. Thank you, sir. Thank you. My chief said it. Yeah, because one thing about me is that I can give you, I can give you a slide for one message and it could take 10 weeks. Because I flow as the Spirit of the Lord give me, gives me utterance. It's not about how much I cover. It's about your transformation. So I want you to change. Many of us, we don't reverence God. We reverence men more than God. It's a serious indictment on us. And let me tell you another one. What drives you to his presence? Is it the building? What drives you to his presence? Is it the music? What drives you to his presence? Is it the lighting? What drives you to his presence? Is it the pastor? What drives you to his presence? Is it the style of preaching? What drives you to his presence? Is it signs and wonders and miracles? What drives you to his presence? Is it prophecy? What drives you to his presence? Dreams and revelation. What drives you into his presence? Crowds. It is what drives you that will keep you. And when what drives you ceases, you leave. If it is music, you go to where, yeah, they have two keyboards. This is, okay, we have two here. You go to where they have four, where they stack it. 
Because if it is not something God has ordained, if it is the invention of man, it is not stable. Man keeps improving, but our God is the same. If it is preaching, ah, preaching style, preaching style, ah, another style is coming. You won't stay. If it is music, you won't stay. I was in Brazil. I was in Brazil, I think in November, October, November. The day I was to leave Brazil, we just passed through a fellowship on our way to the, to the airport. And in that fellowship, they were there. Few people, no keyboardists. They're just playing sing along. Sing along. And the presence of God was so heavy. And Pastor Tosin, when we were going, Pastor Tosin said, Ah, the presence of the Lord, so heavy. Do you know that some people, if the music is not, they go. If the building is not, and, 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 they go. If the man of God is not prophesying as he's talking. Like one of, one of, one of my, you know, uh, said, uh, Pastor, I don't know what to do now. I said, what? He said, the people I'm leading, they want me to prophesy. <laughs> you, 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 you smile. Isn't that what you are going after? Some of you, YouTube, YouTube, you need prophecy. Uh, prophesying, prophesying, and every other thing. <laughs> you need experiences. Experiences. Say, so, God is here today. But blessed are those who do not see, but they believe. And that has made us to commit blasphemy in this generation. Blasphemy. That when we don't see our indicators, we say God is not here today. And we blaspheme against the Holy Spirit because of what we want. What are you looking for? If it is God that you are looking for, you will be stable. But if it is not God that you are looking for, your journey has not started. Rise up on your feet. Rise up on your feet. Don't forget, I said, I'm here to warn you. I'm here to urge you. And I'm here to encourage you. Look for God. And you will get signs and wonders. Look for God. And you will get favor. Look for God. And you will get blessings. Everything you need is in him. But if you look for things. You may not get God. Seek you first. The kingdom of God. And his righteousness. And all other things. Shall be added. Am I against the online church? Online church will continue. Because the purpose of the online church is to reach out globally. Number two, another purpose for the online church is to give opportunity for people that have reasons. Not for physical fellowship. 
For example, one of our pastors needs to be at the best side of someone. And be watching online. That sometimes, you know, I'm overseas. And I participate in worship from Brazil. I was here during the pastor's service, listening to Sister Ronke as she was ministering. That was the time I was in the parking lot in Lagos, joining the service here. That is the purpose of online fellowship. Not for you just to, without any reason, say, I'm not going today. It is online. For convenience. No, it is not for convenience. I think the first thing we have to do, all of us, is to repent. And say, Lord, have mercy on us. We have trivialized fellowship. We have, we have, we have made fellowship as something that is convenient. Instead of something that is commanded. When you say, Lord, have mercy upon us. You said we should not forsake the assembly of one another. But Lord, we come back. We come back to align. Don't forget the Lord told us beginning of this year that it is about alignment. We have to align. We have to align to get God's best. Lord, have mercy upon us. 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 Oh, thank you, Father. Lord, have mercy upon us. Hallelujah. Many of us, we dare not go late to work. We rush when we want to go to work. We rush. But when we want to come to the presence of the Lord, we relax. Lord, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy. We receive your warning with love. We receive your warning with love. We want everybody begin to say, Lord, 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 Lord. Lord, help me, oh God, to align. Help me, oh God, to adjust. Help me, oh God, help me, help me, help me. You are the one I'm looking for. You are the center of my worship. Oh Lord, Lord, I, I don't worship men. I don't worship light. I don't worship music. I don't worship people. I don't worship degrees. I worship you. I worship you I worship you The reason I live is to worship you to help us put it on the screen. I worship you. I worship you. The reason why I live. I want us to sing it together. Never forget the statement. Parents, what do you take as an option to become a permanent thing for your children? And if it is something wrong, 
is an indictment against you from God. When my children were growing up, I would pray where they will see me. I will read the Bible where they will see me. Up to now, they, they, they have never seen me talk against anybody. You don't, you don't gossip in my presence. I don't gossip. They never see me watch anything wrong. They never see me, you know, do anything wrong. They never see me do, because I, I, I don't want to lead them astray. So that when they grow up and they do whatever they want to do, it will not be on my record. My record will be clean. That it, they, are, they are the one using their own choice now in their own way, but not on my record. They will never write rebellion on my record. They will never write, you know, getting away from the presence of the Lord on my record. They will never write the love of money on my record. They will never write, you know, malice, anger, resentment, unforgiveness on my record. No, 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 no. Because I fear God. Let us sing that song as we end this session. I worship Every one of us, let us lift up our hands before the Lord is surrendering to him. I worship why you leave to make money the Bible says there was a time in Egypt money filled and we are getting to that time right now that it doesn't matter what you have in your account it, it fails it will just fade away what's the reason why you leave to please yourself a time will come that you can be cast to a bed and your will will not deliver you. In 2006, when I was face to face with a truck in Nigeria, the truck did not eat a car. The truck hit me headlong, face to face. I was in the middle of the street. My stroke room tore apart. Blood everywhere. I did not remember Rosaline. I did not remember Lois and Doris. I did not remember 
house of hope. I did not remember any house or money. <laughs> when you are, that's why some of us we don't take God lightly because we, God has given us another opportunity to live. When you come face to face with reality of life, all that you are running after will not deliver you. Will not deliver you. What people do to you is immaterial. That's why the Bible says in the grave, the envy of men is nothing. Unforgiveness of men is nothing. You know, everything is nothing. There is a need to transform our hearts and worship him alone. Not money, not people, not ourselves. And align, align and reverence God. Let's sing it for the last time. I worship you. If you're in the Washington, D.C. region, visit in person at our address. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us in our social media. God bless you.